Welcome to Retiring Today, the podcast that guides you to and through retirement. I'm Molly Nelson, host of the podcast, and I'm here with Sean Honkamp. Sean is a certified financial planner, a certified financial fiduciary, a retirement income certified professional, and a CPA. And Sean, just like you and me, has lived through 2022. Year's about to come to an end. Good, bad. How are you feeling about it? The years go by quick, so they you sure know do. it's it's always good to hit another year. I know people joke about that they don't necessarily like getting older, but what's the alternative, right? Not getting older. So no, every year I think is is a, is worth celebrating. Every birthday we have, we should always uh, enjoy that time and, and make it special and, and celebrate the you know the the more years we have. I like that. The sentiment is celebrate the years, and we do both know as we get older, the years do tend to go faster. So twenty twenty two is about to come to an end. So what we did here at Merkle Retirement Planning was we offered um, the the families and the individuals that we work with an opportunity to come into the office and talk about 2022. So Sean led what we call a lunch and learn. Uh, we invite them in. We have lunch, complimentary lunch for the individuals and the families that we work with. They can bring a friend with them as well. And Sean led a conversation about 2022. And we started off the conversation, Sean, and we asked people what they were most concerned about heading into 2023 and the results probably not too surprising. Yeah, I think we had four or five categories to pick from and it was well over 90% elected the markets. That's what their concerns were about. So that which was a good thing it synced up with obviously that's part of what we were trying to cover. You know, we we spent part of that lunch and learn talking about, hey, let's review the markets, what are the markets doing year to date? Uh, we were talking about some taxes as well. We were providing some Medicare updates. So all those things definitely of interest to our families. It's it's concepts and topics that we talk about as we help our families de- develop those retirement plans. But yeah, we made a lot. We made a big focus, big part of that lunch and learn about the markets. Yeah, and I figure if the families and individuals that we work with who are primarily 10 years out from retirement or in retirement are concerned about the markets. Someone who's landed on a podcast called Retiring Today is probably also concerned about the markets because... We know, Sean, that even though we've seen interest rates soar and the market slump and and, and inflation continue to persistently be on the rise, people still want to retire. If you're listening, you you've still put in the time, you've put in the you've saved, you you're, you're you might be ready mentally or physically to retire, and when you see what's happening with the markets, that can be sort of a What's the word I'm looking for? Disheartening, doom and gloom. I mean, what are people feeling? Yeah, uncertainty, you know, concern, um, angst even. You know, it's challenging to log into your 401ks and IRAs and see those balances going down. And it's due to something that is really outside of your control. You know, the markets are going to react to things that are happening globally. You know, I think more and more our, our markets are much more of a global economy, you know, different than it was 20 years ago. It'll be different 20 years from now than it is today. You know, but things that happen in other countries and, and decisions and legislative changes that are made anywhere can have an impact on these markets. So it is challenging to see these balances. We work really hard for these dollars. Um, we save well. We expect the markets to go up. But part of investment risk and market risk is that we have to be able to feel comfortable and, and be okay with the times where the markets are down. Yeah, and give us kind of some context. We, we know that we've read about market slumps, but uh, what numbers do you have or what have, what are you kind of sharing with people when you put some context around it? Yeah, the, right now we're in, we're certainly in a big market correction and a, and a couple other things you mentioned, Molly, where you are in, you know, record inflation. 
Uh, we're seeing an unpre- unprecedented interest rate environment. So we've never seen interest rates rise at the level they are in the time frame they are. Uh, we've never had inflation at the levels that we are, at least that's really been a, a very long time. So, um, and now we're seeing the market correction. So it, it, it is a very challenging time. And, and you know, and we, we understand you know, our account, uh, us here at, retire, at Merkle Retirement Planning, our investments are going down as well. It's not like we have the secrets. It's not like we're shielded against market risk, you know, so we're participating just like all of our families. And we know that can be challenging, but so, but looking at the markets year to date, um, I was reading something maybe about two weeks ago and where the markets were at that time, it was the fourth worst start to a calendar year in the history of the markets. Um, and just some context around that, obviously not all market corrections coincide with the start of a calendar year. This one happened too. Markets were still pretty high at the end of 2021. And then essentially since January 1st of the year, this year, we've seen the markets come down. So the four, fourth worst start to a calendar year in the history of the markets. And if we look at the markets year to date, you know, the three major indices that most people refer to are the S&P, the Dow Jones, and the NASDAQ. Um, NASDAQ year-to-date is somewhere right around 30, maybe 31% down year-to-date. Um, they went as low as about 33, 35%. So the NASDAQ has lost a third of its value year-to-date, you know, and we're not a full 10 months into the current year. Um, the S&P 500, somewhere around the mid to um, low 20s, you know, down 22, 23, 24% year-to-date. And the Dow Jones is is doing the best of the worst, you know, I guess. So the Dow Jones is down somewhere around maybe 15, 16% year to date. And I'm going to go back to something you said about participating in the market, um, because this is important. The way that you and I are participating in the market, the way that 20-year-olds are participating in the market is different, though, than the way at least the families and individuals that we work with participate in the market. Because if you heard us saying that they're c- the concern of the people that we brought in for the Lunch and Learn was the market, you might be going, wait, why are their clients concerned? And I've got a guess, and I know you get to sit down with these people every day and talk, but their concern is is just because of what they're seeing. I don't think, and I know you guys have talked about this, their concern is not so much that they can't stay retired, right? Because they have a plan that, yes, they're participating in the market on some level. It's different for every family, every individual we work with based on uh, a lot of things that you guys set up. But even that little portion they're concerned about, but they know that their entire retirement savings does not depend on what's happening with the market. Exactly right. The concern isn't about the plan you know, at least for the families we're working with, the concern is that we're seeing balances go down and everybody's still, you're still going to have some angst or uncertainty that, that, you know, how, how is my plan being impacted as these balances go down? Um, one huge difference, uh, the, as we have our review visits, you know, we meet periodically with our families as life events happen or just periodically we want to make sure that we don't go more than a year without sitting down and reviewing the plan. Um, so as we're having these review visits with our, with our existing families, we can see it. The concern level that these families have um, is not as high as the concern level that the families are having who we're meeting for the first time that don't have a retirement plan. You know, most people out there don't have a retirement plan. Um, almost everybody out there has an investment plan. And even if it's not much of a plan, at least people are saving and contributing and putting money into the market. So the families that right now we're meeting for the first time, and if they only have an investment plan and the markets are down as much as they are that we just talked about, well, how, how are they feeling about their investment plan? There, there is a lot of concern. You know, what, what different decisions do they need to make? 
And if you only have an investment plan and maybe you're looking to retire in the next few months, or if you want to retire, you know, even a couple of years from now, people are starting to think, well, hey, am I going to have to work longer? You know, what do I need to be doing? I don't want to have this much exposure in the markets. Well, that's uh, an event like this, a market cycle like this is what's getting a lot of people to start thinking more about a retirement plan. So that retirement plan provides a lot of comfort. You know, an investment plan is just one of the six components that we focus on within our overall retirement planning process. So building a retirement plan is bigger than just having an investment plan. There are other pieces that you need to start thinking about, you know, just like you mentioned, Molly, if you're within 10 years of retirement or beyond, that's the right time where you need to start thinking more about the other pieces of retirement. So if you've recently logged on to your 401k or your retirement savings, and you didn't like what you saw. Maybe you were surprised even by how your portfolio reacted to this uh, this market uh, volatility. Why not talk to a retirement planner? Why not talk to somebody who specializes in how to help you build a portfolio that is recession resistant? You can do that by scheduling a 15-minute retirement checkup call. You can go to MerkleRetire.com. That's M-E-R-K-L-E, Retire.com. Right now, there's a calendar. You can schedule your 15-minute checkup call today. And you can talk about the reaction to the portfolio, right? So, Sean, I think, too, the difference is um, the families that we work with, again, portion that they've determined with you and the retirement planners is probably in the stock market. But those families understand, okay, this 30% drop in the market this is what happens to my money. And they know in dollars and cents, because you guys outline it for them. If you've got 100,000, how much do you feel comfortable losing? Here's how we're going to set up the portfolio. If you don't have that kind of a plan, you've logged on, you realize the markets are going down, but you didn't understand what your 401k was going to do. That's where this anxiety really sets in. So somebody calls you in one of these 15 minute checkup calls and outlines that scenario. What's the conversation like? Yeah, I think it's just helping to understand that um, we, we need to know, you know, how much risk are we taking? How much exposure do we have in the markets? And most of the families and individuals that we work with don't have that context, don't have that information prior to working with us. You know, that is part of our process. You know, one of the uh, most valuable tools that we use is called Riskalyze. And, and we use that program, that tool to help provide our families more information so that we can be more intentional and more transparent about how we're investing. Um, we want to know, we, our families want to know how much risk they're taking and what that means to them for their portfolio, meaning how much exposure. So in a very poor market, you know, could their $1 million portfolio go down $100,000 or could it go down $400,000? And for most people, as we get closer to retirement, it's nobody's, this is what, this won't be breaking news for anybody that they generally want to take less risk. Right. You know, we don't have as much time and we don't want to turn over too much control of your retirement plan to the stock market because we know that we don't have control of the stock market. Um, even all the money we're managing, all the money that, you know, are in mutual funds and, and investments and things like that, they, they can't, control the market. They can't drive it or change it. You know, the markets are going to do what they're going to do. So we can't control that. So what we do is through our process and through those tools we use, we try to be more intentional about, well, let's at least control how much we expect to participate in that market volatility. So when it goes up and down, and we can use more information to help us design your portfolio and make investment decisions so that we have a better sense of directionally, here's what we expect your portfolio to do. If markets go up X, 
we should expect this. If markets go down X, we're going to expect this. And we want to always work with our families to make decisions to ensure that they're feeling comfortable with that level of exposure that they're going to take on. What if somebody calls in one of these 15-minute retirement checkup calls, or maybe they even come in for a first visit with you or one of the retirement planners, and they've already seen the 401k go down? So, so they were taking more risk than they felt comfortable with. And then what if they say to you, but Sean, it's too late? We do hear that a lot. People do feel like it's too late, or people do feel, well, I can't do anything now. And that's where our, you know, our really thought is, you know, we talk to people a lot about, well, we, we don't want to just do nothing, right? That's kind of that, you know, just a general rule of thumb that people say to do nothing in a down market. You know, we really challenge people to say, hey, right now is the best time to consider having a plan and learning more about what having a plan means. Right now, it can be the best time to review your portfolio, have more information, be more transparent around how you're investing so that you know how much risk you're taking, how much exposure, do we need to make some changes? You know, what should we be doing? You know, we really try to focus on what opportunities are there in a down market. So when the markets are correcting, what can we do? So we, we work with our families and as we're meeting these new individuals, we, we just try to provide them with more information and a better understanding of how they're investing and get them to focus on what they can be doing right now, even when there is a down market. And Sean, we do know this there will be another down market. There will be another recession. I mean, history has taught us a lot about investing in the stock market. Yeah, market corrections are not new. Um, one thing we focused on in our lunch and learn that we, that we mentioned we did just recently is we, we looked at just a chart of the S&P 500 from 2000 through the current year, 2022. And we've seen that there, are, there have been three significant market corrections in that 22, and really it reflected 23 total years. You know, you think back to the start of this, the century, 2000. So 2000, 2001, 2002, um, a very unusual time period. We had three consecutive negative years in the S&P 500, which is kind of an outlier. It's kind of rare. You think about the causes. You know, we had Y2K. People didn't know if the ATM machines were going to work. If, oh, if, yes. You know, if computers last, were going to explode. Yeah, yes. Your computers weren't going to recognize two zero instead of one nine, you know, with the dates. So everything was going to shut down. And, you know, so that drove some of the markets down. You know, 2001, we had 9-11. Um, that was a significant market event. So three consecutive years there. And well, guess what happened in 2003? Really strong market return. So right after the correction, markets were very positive. Um, everybody remembers 08 and 09, 2008, the Great Recession, you know, the housing crisis. Um, in 2008, the S&P 500 was down somewhere around 37%. Um, but really, that Great Recession lasted about 19 months. And, it, and we hit the bottom in, in March of 09. And in that time frame, the S&P 500 was down about 57, 58%, somewhere in that range. Um, but 2009, really strong, positive year. And then essentially we've had close to a 13 year bull run. What a run it was. Yeah. Again, un unprecedented. You don't necessarily know. We, we can't expect 13, you know, a 13 year strong market kind of bull run. And, and really from March of 09 until about January 1st of this year, you know, just a few months shy of being a full 13 years of, of kind of a bull market. Um, and now we have this year. So the causes are different. You know, what happened in 2000 and 2001, 2002, 
um, that was different than what happened in 08, you know. Um, and then this, what's happening this year, the causes of this year are different. So we never know what the causes are, but what we do know is we're going to have market corrections. We're going to have market volatility. And every single time what's happened after that, the markets have recovered. So it's, it's never not happened that the markets have recovered. So we know we will set new all-time market highs across the board in our investments. We will get return and you know participate in the markets. And we know the markets are a great wealth generator. And we know this will happen, but nobody can tell you the timing. I was just going to say, but tell me when. Yeah, tell because me Sean, when. Because Sean, I want to retire. So I want to retire just right after the, the, the market goes up again. Absolutely. Right. And, and move everything to cash right at, at highs and then let it come correct big time. And then you can get back in. So wouldn't, wouldn't that be great? You know, and, and that's the nature of we don't know when. Nobody can ever tell you the cause. Nobody can ever tell us how bad it's going to be. And nobody can tell us how long it's going to be. And that's why we focus on what we do in, in the nature of planning. You, know, you mentioned before, Molly, that if you're within 10 years of retirement, that's the right time. You know, we don't want to take chance and just assume that, all right, you set a retirement date uh, where you're, you're just going to keep doing what you're doing and then everything's going to be great. But what if your life stage and your plan is happens to coincide with a significant market correction or an unprecedented event like 9-11. You know, do you want to take the risk of everything will work out and just keep doing your investment plan? Or, you know, a few years or several years leading up to retirement, you know, doesn't make sense to have a retirement plan and start focusing, focusing more comprehensively on the six components that we focus on and not just only have your investment plan. Let's talk about the retirement plans that we help families and individuals build. The neat thing is they have some action items built into them when a recession hits. So yeah, regardless of whether markets are up, markets are down, there's things that we can focus on. So right now, what we're trying to focus on, and we're in a market correction, what can we be doing? And this is something we're talking about, <clears throat> talking with our families about all the time. And this is something that we really focused on in our lunch and learn. Um, so one of those opportunities is Roth conversions. We talk about Roth conversions. It's part of the tax planning piece of the of the retirement planning process that we provide. And, um, and essentially a, a Roth conversion is where we pick up some pre-tax money, we drop it off and, and move it over into a Roth IRA. Uh, whatever dollar amount we move over con is considered taxable income for that year. And the reason you consider doing that is if you feel like you're in a favorable marginal tax bracket and you feel confident and good about paying off some of your IRS debt at that marginal rate. So if a Roth conversion makes sense for your tax plan for a given year, it can make even a whole lot more sense if we can do it in a down market. So now we're able to take some of your investments that are in a down market that are on, you know, at a discount. They're they're less valuable today than they were at the start of the year. And now we can move over more units or more shares as a part of that Roth conversion and it minimizes or lessens your tax liability. And now we have those investments over in a Roth IRA and like we mentioned, we know the markets are going to recover. And if we can get that market recovery and get that growth in a Roth IRA, you're going to love that. Now we're going to pay zero tax on that entire account balance. So we were able to do that Roth conversion in a very efficient manner, do it in a down market, and now get this recovery inside of the Roth vehicle. Yeah, and you won't pay any taxes on qualified distributions. So you you enjoy the upside of the market because, again, if we're looking at history, which we just had a nice history lesson from you, the markets recover 
and then that that account hopefully will grow. Let's go back to the Roth conversion itself. You said um, accounts that you haven't paid taxes on yet. Is that typically go IRA to Roth IRA? Is that tip the typical conversion, or what? Whether what other things sometimes are converted? Yep, that's primarily right. So any pre tax dollar, most people say their pre tax dollars through a four hundred one k. And then as they have job changes or as they hit 59 and a half, a lot of families will move those pre-tax dollars out to an IRA. And the primary reason being is you just have more control. We know if we have money in an IRA, you have complete control over those dollars on how you want to invest and if, if and when you want to do Roth conversions. Um, very few 401k plans have the feature on them to allow for in-plan Roth conversions. Um, we've seen a few. I think it's gaining a little more traction because, again, people want to have control of their dollars, their retirement balances. Um, but I'd still say it's the outlier. So most 401k plans aren't allowed or set up to allow you to convert within your 401k. So um, that's why it's important to know about the 401k plan. If you're 59 and a half, that's where most plans allow you an option to sweep that balance out and take it to an IRA if you so choose to. Yeah. And you can sweep it out without any penalty. Let's talk about the amount in a Roth conversion. You can pick the amount, right? You don't have to convert the entire IRA. Yeah. We get that a lot, you know, as families, you know, we start working with them or as, as they have job changes, they think that they're going to take that entire 401k balance and move it right to a Roth. And that's not necessarily what you want to do. You want to have a plan around it. So initially we would sweep 401k plans out to an IRA. So it's, that's a qualified rollover, not a taxable event and then develop the plan. So there are no IRS limits on conversion amounts. There's no maximum. It's really about identifying as a part of your overall plan, what amount makes sense for you to convert. So it's about having that tax picture, you know, knowing how much capacity you have in a certain tax bracket, and then making that decision, okay, do we fill up that entire tax bracket? And you got, you feel good about that. You feel like that's a favorable tax rate and you want to do that conversion. Do you maybe even go to the next tax bracket? You know, if that bracket is a favorable rate and you think that maybe we aren't going to have these low tax rates in the future, then that's when you want to consider doing Roth conversions and using these low tax rates that we have in place right now. A lot of the ideas that you're going to hear Sean talking about today are very specific to your situation, your needs, your retirement vision, and, and they're about you. So if you want to talk about you directly with a retirement planner, you can schedule a 15-minute retirement checkup call at MerkleRetire.com. That's M-E-R-K-L-E Retire.com. Another action step that is built into the plan. Another action step, another recession. Another action step that we're talking to families and individuals that we work with about is dollar cost averaging. Yeah, dollar cost averaging, not a new phrase for people. You think about when people are in, if you're squarely in that accumulation stage of life, then we're dollar cost averaging throughout our careers. If you have a, a, if you happen to have a 401k plan like most people do, then you, and if you're contributing, then with each pay period throughout your career, you're putting money in there and you're getting a company match periodically. Um, that really is dollar cost averaging. So regardless of whether markets go up or down, you're buying additional investments and shares at a different price. So even when markets go down in that accumulation stage of life, that's okay because you're buying those same investments that you believe in at a lower price. Most people, when they retire, no longer have that dollar cost average feature built within their plan. But that's not the case with the families we work with. So we try to help implement different investment strategies and build diversification within their plans such that they are able to still dollar cost average when the opportunity is there. 
And the focus there being on that opportunity, we don't get significant market corrections like this very often. And that's why our focus today has been on what opportunities are there. You know, if you love your investments when they're at, at regular price, I think you love them even more if they're now at 70% of that price. You know, the, you know, just like when you go shopping, sales, you feel good about sales. And I buying. like a sale. Everybody Who doesn't? Sell. You know, the, these market sales aren't going to last forever. You know, the, the markets are going to get back to full price and then they're going to go beyond that. So we really do want to just stress these opportunities about um, how can we be efficient in the markets and take advantage of this down market. So the dollar cost averaging, you know, for, with our families, we'll build in some strategies where maybe we have some safe money. So you get to be close to retirement or in retirement, you know, a lot of families might choose to implement a strategy where a part of their part portfolio has a different purpose. And maybe some of those dollars cannot go backwards no matter what the markets do. So if you have a bucket of money that can't go backwards with the markets and maybe you get a guaranteed zero, that's the worst it can do. While your other at-risk dollars are down 15 to 30% year to date in the cycle, the market cycle that we're in, now you have an opportunity to dollar cost average and take some of that safe guaranteed money that didn't go down any and shift over into the markets and buy the markets at a 20 to 30% discount. So it's important to be able to understand what, how do you build that? So how do you build dollar cost average into your retirement plan? And tell me, is this something you talk to the families and individuals that we work with about when you first set up their customized plan and you talked about, okay, if the markets do X, Y, Z, we're going to dollar cost average. Or is it a phone call that you're making in the midst of a recession to say, hey, is it go time on the dollar cost averaging? We are talking to our families about that. As we make these investment decisions and design their portfolios, we're trying to build these features and, and have diversification within their overall plan. But what's always funny is that, you know, again, we're not in a down market like this very often. So we'll talk to our families and say, hey, we're, we're going to have this opportunity. This is how we plan to use one of these investments. But then it might be two years or five years before we have the opportunity to do it. And now we can come to them and say, hey, you probably forgot all about this because we talked about this a long time ago. But guess what? Now we have a feature with one of your investments that allows us to do exactly this and dollar cost average. So, you know, as much as it's uh, it's not fun and maybe painful to go through a market cycle and a correction like this. It's actually been really fun and enjoyable for our families and, and our firm because it does show the value of everything we do with our overall planning and just having diversification within their plan. And, and ultimately, we want to make sure that um, nobody's retirement plan should blow up with what the markets might do. We can't control the markets, but we certainly can control your retirement plan. Another thing we talk to the families and individuals about that we work with at the end of the year is a QCD. That's regardless really of what the markets are doing, because for a lot of people, this is a real big tax advantage. Yeah, the qualified charitable distribution is part of the tax planning for those individuals that are charitably inclined. Um, once you reach age 70 and a half, you have an opportunity to do a QCD and be a little more efficient with how you are donating and, and gift, gifting to charities. So prior to 70 and a half, you really have to just take after-tax money and you know make the cash donations. But at 70 and a half, now you can take a distribution from your IRAs um, or any of your pre-tax savings, and you can direct that distribution directly to the charity of your choice. So now that distribution doesn't come to you. It doesn't show up as taxable income. So you're able to provide more of a benefit to that charity um, for less of a cost to you. So it's a little bit more efficient 
Meaning if your goal is to give a thousand dollars to a church or a hospital or whatever, um, you know, charity that you so choose to be, you know, to give to previously, you would have had to have that $1,000 in your checking account. You would have paid money, you know, taxes on that income. Now you can give, give the full $1,000, not pay any tax. So you might even be in a position to be able to donate and gift more to these charities. Yeah. And the nice thing is once you do hit 72, when RMDs kick in, this money that you give does count towards that RMD or that amount of money that the government is going to require you to take out of the IRA. So yeah, the QCD age and the RMD age used to be the same, but with the SECURE Act of 2020, the RMD age was moved out to 72. They didn't touch the QCD age, so we can still do QCDs at 70 and a half. But yeah, once we hit age 72 and beyond, um, RMDs come into play for everybody. So any of your pre-tax dollars, you are required to take a minimum distribution on those pre-tax dollars. So that's a great strategy and opportunity that can really be kind of meshed together, where for some people, they don't necessarily need all of that RMD. Um, maybe they're, they've got Social Security and pensions, and which covers a good portion of their lifestyle. They don't necessarily need an additional you know, 4 or 5% out of their pre-tax balances. Um, so you can still fulfill your... RMD requirements through a QCD. So if you were, were required to take out $20,000 as an RMD, you might want to take 2000 of that and donate it to your charity. So now you've fulfilled part of that 20000 with that $2,000 QCD. That $2,000 does not show up as taxable income for you. Um, just the additional or the the, the remaining 18000 is what would show up to you as taxable income. So now you've been, been able to uh, comply with and fulfill your RMD while also meeting your charity goals. So $2,000 isn't the limit, though. What, is there a limit? Yeah, that was just a hypothetical example for a certain couple. But yeah, there is a limit. You can do up to $100,000 per year as an individual in, in QCDs. And I know there's one more action step you wanted to make sure that people knew about. That's this is important, uh, an important option during a recession. Yeah, we focus on contributions. So for those individuals that are still working, you think about primarily most people are saving through their 401k vehicle. Most 401ks have some more aggressive investment options within their investment lineup. Right now, it can be a great time to evaluate how you're allocating those new contributions. So you think about, you know, you're, you're setting aside, you know, 6 or 10% of your paycheck. So every two weeks, you're putting a few hundred dollars or more into your 401k. And you've got an existing allocation on that. So that's what drives the company to where to put. That's what tells the company where to put those contributions that you're sending to them. Now can be a really great opportunity to consider dialing the risk up on that new money. So maybe you look at, you know, an S&P 500 option or a mid cap or small cap, you know, some of the maybe more aggressive options within that plan. You think about where they're at year to date. They're down 20, 25, 30%. So if you can put new money into a more aggressive investment option and be able to do that at a 20, 25, 30% discount, that's really going to benefit you in the long run. So look over your 401k plan. You may not necessarily want to rebalance the existing account, the entire balance. You know, let's say you have a couple hundred thousand dollars in there. You may not have the risk appetite that you want to shift that entire thing to those most aggressive options. But when you're talking a couple hundred dollars with each paycheck, that can really benefit you. So it's a small thing to do that can provide an, another opportunity when we're, we're in the middle of a down market. 
We've talked about some great action steps today, Sean, but they're not for everybody. And I did hear you saying a lot of stuff about weighing all the options, understanding your tax brackets, uh, sweeping, in-service withdrawals, a lot of terms, a lot of terminology, and a lot of pieces you have to look at before you personally take any of these steps. So it feels like maybe there's a lot going on as we get closer <laughs> and closer to retirement, which we often say, well, we'll have a lot of conversations with our families about. We feel like this really is about building that retirement puzzle, you know, and putting all these pieces together. And, you know, these rules of thumb, these averages, these can't work for everybody. And not every strategy works for everybody. You know, there is no just one thing that is going to be a part of every single person's plan. And that's why, you know, everybody's plan is customized to their situation. So we know that there's a lot to be thinking about. There's going to be legislative changes. We know the markets change every day. There's going to be tax law changes. So we just need to be thinking about having that plan. And then when life happens, you already know you're you're halfway down the road, and maybe we just need to slow down a little bit and react to what happens. Um, but what we see when people don't have that plan and an unplanned event happens or we, we have a market correction like we are, that maybe forces those individuals to slam on the brakes completely and have to start and go, okay, what now? So it is quite different. You know, our families, even though they are paying attention to the markets and we nobody likes seeing them go down, they're not having to make any drastic life changes. You know, we most people, every family out there, have, have they have told us they only want to retire once. And you want to get it right. So our families, when you have the plan, they're, they're not in a position where they have to consider going back to work. Um, so for individuals that every day we're all getting closer, you know, one step closer to retirement. Um, so if you're thinking more about that and if you're within 10 years of retirement, that is the time frame you should start thinking more about what it means to have a retirement plan and put yourself in a position where you can start thinking more about all the moving puzzle pieces that are going to be a part of your future. If you want to talk about the puzzle pieces of your retirement, schedule a 15-minute retirement checkup call today. Go to MerkleRetire.com. That's M-E-R-K-L-E Retire.com. We'll continue talking about all of the aspects of retirement on this podcast. It's Retiring Today, and we thank you for listening. Merkle Retirement Planning is an independent financial services firm helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of investments and insurance products to custom suit their goals and objectives. Any information discussed in these shows is for educational purposes only and should not be construed as investment, tax, or legal advice. Investment advisory services are offered through Elite Retirement Planning, LLC. Insurance services are offered through MRP Insurance, LLC. So red means record. I, uh, let's see. Go ahead and give me a mic level. I'm just going to watch and see. I don't know which mic you're on. but Red is record. So we're going to figure this out. We lost our producer. We didn't lose her. She's but we're just, missing her. She's, uh, she's somewhere else today. She's getting women. She's getting, getting educated, getting yep. trained. Yep. She's going to bring us back with good stuff. So we're going to figure this out. All so right. Here we go. We're doing crush a mic it. check. We she all good? She says crush it and underline. Yeah. That's what she left us with. Crush it. Hit the record button and crush it. <laughs> Here's us trying to crush it, Rochelle.